This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. As always, I am your host, Lance Deska. Well, the Blues and Bruins have split the first two games. Going into game three, they could be up two to nothing. But the first game, they came out pretty strong, and then they allowed Boston to come back in. A bad defensive play, a bad goal given up by Jordan Bennington. They come back and win in game two. Questionable hit by Oscar Sundquist on Matt Grizzlick. And I'm going to give you my opinion on it before we get into the highlights. Oscar Sundquist got a one-game suspension for this. That is ridiculous. He wasn't targeting the guy's head. If you watch it, when Sundquist went in to hit him, Grizzlick moved. There's nothing you can do about that as a player. There are people that are calling for, oh, he should have been suspended six games. He should have been kicked out of the playoffs. Most of those people, of course, are Boston fans, which they're not being very, um, how should I say it, neutral. You can be rah, rah, rah for the Blues. You can be rah, rah, rah for the Bruins. There was a hit several years ago that Ryan Reese put on a San Jose player. I definitely felt that Reese deserved to be suspended for that hit. However, this hit with Sunquist was not deserved. So the Blues are down. One of their guys that really played well throughout the season. This is by far his best year. He's probably going to get a pretty good raise at the end of the season as being a restricted free agent. Now let's go ahead and get to the highlights of this game. From the moment of the puck drop, the Blues did not look good. They looked lost. They looked like they weren't at home. When you do that in the Stanley Cup playoffs, and especially when you do that in the Stanley Cup finals, and let me tell you what, Boston took advantage of the Blues' mistakes and the Blues' lack of urgency in this first period. Sent to the back by DeBrusque, walked over by Krug, and a shot, he scores! A deflection en route. Bergeron has tipped it in, and it is a 1-0 lead for the Bruins, and for the seventh straight game, they have a power play goal. In the first two games of the Stanley Cup Final, Doc, it wasn't your conventional power play. Face-off win for Bergeron, Krug shoots for the stick, and this puck goes right past the glove of Jordan Bennington. So again, the Bruins worked on their power play yesterday in practice. Wanted to have the mindset, as we talked about in the first two games of this series, just don't turn down opportunities to get the puck to the net and no chance for the Blues goaltender. What are two things you can't do in the playoffs? Make mistakes and give a team a power play opportunity. Because even marginal teams are going to take advantage of that a lot of times. And the Bruins are not a marginal team. That's why they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. Tory Krug takes the initial shot. Mark Bergeron is right there in front of Jordan Bennington. Redirects it high over glove side, gets his 100th playoff goal in his career and the ninth for this season. Krug gets his 12th assist. DeBrus gets his sixth assist. 10 minutes 47 seconds in. As I stated earlier, this was not a good game for the Blues at all. They would give up two more goals in this first period. One to former Minnesota Wild Charlie Coyle, who they picked up at the trade deadline, and one to Sean Corrali to make it three to nothing Bruins. Puck started ahead now and trying to find his way free as Coyle, able to get to center and then one to Danton Heinen. Heinen drops, Johansson across, Coyle, score! Charlie Coyle, and it's two to nothing. 
Charlie Coyle with his eighth goal of the playoffs and his second in this series. He's helping out McAvoy. Look at the stick. And now he avoids the hit by Sammy Blay. Now it's a three on two. Heinen to Johansson. That great chemistry with Johansson and Coyle. No chance for Bennington. Great defense leads to offense. So again, if it's on the ice, it might hit a stick. Now that was a perfectly executed play by Johansson and Coyle. Corrali a shot, he scores! Sean Corrali and it's three to nothing. Three goals on four shots by the Bruins, beginning with Bergeron's midway in the period. Thorstrom does a great job of tying up Joel Edmondson. And then Corrali gets it. He fires it right between the legs of Petrangelo, right past Jordan Bennington. The quick release and a huge goal for the Boston Bruins and a tough goal to give up if you're Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues. On that second goal, the Blues allowed Boston to get the puck out of their defensive end, skate right out of the zone. We see Sammy Blay come in and try to make a play on the puck instead of taking the man out. That allows Boston to break three players out. The Blues continue to back up, continue to back up. They didn't pressure any of the three guys coming down. Charlie Coyle ends up with the puck and puts it over the glove side of Jordan Bennington. Even though the Blues allowed Boston to skate out of their defensive end, skate into their offensive zone, and make a great pass over to Charlie Coyle, you got to put some of this on Jordan Bennington. I know a lot of people in St. Louis, for some reason, anytime Jordan Bennington lets a goal in, it's never his fault. It's either the guy made a great shot or it was the defense's fault. If you ask Jordan Bennington, I will guarantee you he will say, I would love to have that shot back because I should have had it. That was Charlie Coyle's eighth goal. He's been such a great addition since coming over from the Minnesota Wild. Johansson gets his seventh assist. Heinen gets his sixth assist, 17 minutes, 40 seconds into the first. The Bruins are up two to nothing. And on the third goal, Corrali comes into the offensive zone. The puck is loose. He grabs a puck and takes what looks to be a very innocent shot. Jordan Bennington does not close the five hole. The puck goes behind him. And it's the second questionable goal that Jordan Bennington let in in this first period. That goal by Corrali would be his fourth of the playoffs. Nordstrom gets his fourth assist, 19 minutes, 50 seconds in. And that was really a killer. Those late goals, 10 seconds left. You know, you have a better feeling coming out of the first period being down two to nothing than you do being down three to nothing. And this was just a hard goal to let in. Shots on goal in that period, Boston had 12. The Blues had eight. Going into the second, the Blues really need to cut down on mistakes. Jordan Bennington needs to make sure he's in the right position when it comes to taking those shots, and the defense really needs to play better. They allowed Boston a lot of room to move around, and I really didn't see that a lot in the first two games. Boston would get off to a quick start in the second period. David Pasternak gets his eighth goal of the year, 41 seconds in on a power play. Marjan tried to poke it back to the point, no luck. Barbashev in the way, but now it's Bergeron whipping it across. He threw it around in front. Pasternak, he scores! What a backhand by Pasternak, and it's four to nothing. Uh, we showed Pasternak with a one-time opportunity in the first period. He didn't get good wood on it. He got good wood on this one. Bergeron, subtle little play across the blue line, and then Pasternak with the backhand up and over. Jordan Bennington, he made that one look easy, Eddie. All by himself but a breakdown defensively for the Blues. Pursuit, pursuit, and then now they leave this area of the ice wide open. Wide open in front, slow to react. Pasternak 
quick little shovel, and then the backhand up top over Bennington. This goal is another example of too many mistakes. First of all, you got them giving Boston a power play opportunity early in a period. Second of all, you allow David Pasternak to come in, set right in front of the goal. Nobody's really around him. Barbashev tries to get over to him. Nothing Jordan Bennington can do on this one. Bad defense, a bad penalty to give up. Boston takes advantage of it, and they're up four to nothing very early in the second period. As I stated earlier, that was David Pasternak's eighth goal of the year. Troy Kerr gets his 13th assist. Bergeron gets his sixth assist, 41 seconds in. Now, for the next few minutes, the Blues had a few decent spots where I thought they played pretty good. But when you're playing behind against a good team, it's hard to come back. But the Blues did not give up. 11 minutes, 5 seconds in, they would finally get on the board to make it 4-1. to one. Now Petrangelo drifting, gave it back to Barbashev, and a shot popped up high off of Heinen. Played on by Steen again. Then it's Zach Sanford, shouldered there by Char, rolled off, that one in front, Sanford's going to get his first ever NHL playoff point, keeping plays alive, getting it down low. The strength of the Blues is cycle. Here's Zach Sanford spinning off. Does that go off Charlie McAvoy? It doesn't matter. Barbashev's going to get the goal. Quick release off the skate of McAvoy. It elevates Pat Stukaras. 4-1 Boston leads. But for Zach Sanford, smart, hard play. He gets rewarded with an assist. The Blues' fourth line shows up in the second period. And it's great to see guys like Sanford get rewarded. He works hard every single game. Barbashev works hard. Sanford took the punishment going after the puck to keep it in there behind the goal. After the Barbashev shot was blocked, Sanford just went over there to get it. Nobody was going to stop him from getting it. Barbashev sneaks in and puts it past Tuka Rask to get the Blues finally on the board. These guys on the fourth line are all going to get pretty good raises. I don't see the Blues moving away for many of those guys, such as Sunquist, Sanford, and Barbashev. They're going to be Blues for at least a couple more years, I would think. But that goal was just awesome to see, and hard work pays off time and time again. That goal by Ivan Barbashev was his third of the playoffs. Sanford gets his third assist. Alex Steen, who's played pretty good on that third line, gets his third assist. 11 minutes, 5 seconds in, the Blues finally have a goal. But you know what? You've got to keep that pressure on. You can't keep making mistakes. You can't give Boston more power plays. And that's exactly what they did right after this goal. And Tory Krug makes them pay to make it 5-1. to one. To get it in front, but Bomeister blocked that. And it is retrieved by Krug. Finesse on to Marchand. Finesse did right through to Krug. And here's Kruger's shot. He scores! Krug, and it's 3-3 three for three on the power play. You're correct, Baruby. You got to be thinking about getting Jake Allen into this game. I think this is one that Bennington needs to have. It's from well out, little bit of a screen. Yes, it was deflected, and Bennington gets beat on the short side. Uh, they listen to you, Eddie. Here comes a change. For the first time in these playoffs, Jordan Bennington will not be in the goal crease. It will be Jake Allen. A very innocent-looking shot, and Jordan Bennington lets in another bad goal. Guys, I'm not hating on Jordan Bennington. I'm just telling you like I see it. He had a bad game. People out there will say he didn't, but he did. He had a bad game, and he will be the first one to admit it. Jake Allen came in and played the last 24 minutes of the game. But don't fret, guys. 
Jordan Bennington will be back in game four, and I will be willing to bet you we're going to get a stellar effort from this guy because he does not like playing bad and he does not like losing. That power play goal by Tory Krug was his second of the playoffs. Marchand gets his second assist of the playoffs. Bergeron gets his seventh assist. 12 minutes, 12 seconds in. It's 5-1. to one. Shots on goal in that second period. The Blues actually outshot Boston 10-8, to eight, but it did not show up on the score sheet. Going into the third period, I'm not expecting the Blues to come back because Boston's a very good team, especially defensively. They've got a good goaltender in Tuka Rask. But what I wanted to see from the Blues was a little more effort in this third period, and it would at least start out that way early in the third period. They would get an opportunity just a little over five minutes in. Colton Pareko would get a power play goal to make it 5-2. to two. He couldn't get the rebound to go, but man, Tuka Rask is on it. 0 for 3 on the power play with six shots. Pareko a shot. made mention a little bit earlier on that four on three that the Blues were trying to isolate Colt Pareko for the big one-timer. This thing goes deflected. It ends up going in off of Carlo past Tuka Rask. That thing is launched, and there's a deflection that Eddie talked about off the midsection of Brandon Carlo, 5-2. St. Louis still three goals down. The puck was going way wide. But again, you just never know when you get it towards the blue paint. Now, I'm sure Colton Pareko probably did not think that shot was going to go in once he's seen it go off another player. But hey, you got to take them whenever they're given to you. It goes in, and Colton Pareko gives the Blues a power play goal to make it 5-2. to two. That would be Pareko's second goal of the playoffs. O'Reilly, who's just been a beast, we all know, in the playoffs and should win some offseason awards. If he doesn't, something's wrong. O'Reilly gets his 13th assist. Bozak gets his 7th assist. 5 minutes, 24 seconds in. The Blues are kind of back in this game. They would pull Jake Allen late in this game, and Boston would get an empty net goal to make it 6-2. to two. Trickled along off a couple of Bruins sticks. Played back out by Nordstrom. Achari is up with it, moving in. He scores! Achari makes it 6-2, to two, and there will be a further penalty assessed by Steve Kazari on Petrangelo. Achari gets that empty net goal. That would be Achari's second goal of the playoffs. Nordstrom gets his fifth assist. Charlie Coyle gets his seventh assist. 18 minutes, 12 seconds in. 6-2 to two Bruins. Marcus Johansson would add another goal, a power play goal, with about a minute and 25 seconds left due to an Alex Petrangelo penalty. He'd get his fourth goal. Troy Krug would get his 14th assist. Clifton gets his third assist. And Boston wins this one 7-2. to two. Let's go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, Boston had 24, the Blues had 29. Faceoffs, Boston won that battle 56% to 44%. Power play, Bruins just killed the Blues on that. The Bruins were 4 for 4. The Blues were 1 for 5. The Blues out hit the Bruins 35 to 29. The Bruins out blocked the Blues 19 to 7. And the Blues had 7 giveaways to the Bruins 4. Let's go ahead. We're going to hear from Coach Craig Berube. And then, of course, the players, O'Reilly and Perron, on this Game 3 loss against the Bruins. Craig, it seemed like the first five minutes or so, it, you were playing the right way, and then things started to change. What do you, why do you feel like it changed, and what happened there the rest of that period? They got the power play goal, I think, that gave momentum for sure. And then uh, we, we had trouble breaking the puck out of our end for, for a little bit and caused some issues. But 
Craig, four power play goals. Uh, obviously, you got you got to do better there. What what did you see tonight? Any, well, any there's some deflections. Two of them went on. One went on. Well, Bergeron was a deflection. We didn't get a stick. Uh, the one went off Bo Meester's stick and in. So it, we got to be better. Penalty kill's got to be better. Left side, second row. Craig, what did you see uh, Perron do on the interference to get the first penalty of the game? The, the Perron penalty. Well, he was he back checking and kind of interfered with the guy's motion. You know, it's a 50 50 call. I mean, sometimes they call it, sometimes they don't. Right side, second row. Craig, I'm not sure what you make of all the penalties in the series that you've taken as a, as a whole, but uh, just it seems like game after game the team keeps talking about limiting the penalties, but, but they're not. What, what's your take on that? Well, we do have to limit the penalties for sure. We know they have a dangerous power play, and we've been flirting with danger here the whole series, and it burnt us tonight. But in saying that, we got to do a better job killing them tonight. We didn't. Caused, and that's why they won the hockey game. Front right. What's your thought process on uh, pulling uh, Jordan, and uh, what's your confidence level that he'll bounce back? Well, my confidence level is really high, and, you know, five goals is enough, so seen enough, and, uh, you know, just wanted to pull him and get him ready for the next game. Front right. Craig, was that, did you leave that to Sean to make the call on the challenge, and did you feel yeah, like was that was a big point of it? Yeah, I thought it was 50-50, we, you know, and I think, you know, if we can go in there 2 nothing into the, into the into the second, it's... Uh, it's a it's a big difference in three nothing. How do you assess what happened here tonight? Um, they scored uh, on their power play and uh, we got them on the power play, but we can try to do a better job and, and help our PK out when uh, it's not going our way as much. I, I thought they'd done a extremely good job since the start of the playoff and since the start of the series to to frustrate the the, the guys um, on their breakouts, all that stuff on the power play and. Uh, they're good players. They're going to make plays at one point, and they, did. they certainly did tonight. And your goaltender, you just you didn't give him a chance. Not his fault. Yeah, it's, it's not his fault at all. Like, uh, I'm sure he's disappointed, but it has nothing to do with it. Uh, there's one reason we're here. Is it's uh, it's because of him. So uh, games like that, uh, we don't want them to happen. And, but it did tonight, and we just, much like uh, the hand pass against San Jose, even though it's a different situation, but. We have to find a way to park it, uh, turn the page, and, and come back way better next game. There was so much anticipation for, for this game. Was there, I don't know, maybe more nervous energy by you guys coming out or no? I don't know. <coughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't nervous. Is this the case, too? It's a series, so the final score doesn't really mean much. It's a win, it's a loss, however you play it. Is that how you Yeah, it? well, that's that's certainly what we have to look at right now, and it's uh, extremely hard to to go down like that uh, and also this early. And, uh, yeah, we got to stay out of the box even more, um, do as good of a job we can to to not give them life that way. And uh, they have a good power play. We knew that, and they, they capitalized tonight. No, he's, he's played good. I thought he played well tonight. You know, when we can be better and keep him outside and stay out of the box, you know, he's going he's gonna to make those saves. And, you know, it's, it's never a question. There's no doubt in my mind about him. It's, you know, it's us as a group. You know, we have to respond and, and be better in front of him. How important is it to be able to bounce back when you have home ice again, game four? Oh, it's massive, you know. We have to even the series up again and, yeah, take the momentum. It's... It's a disappointing game. It wasn't what we wanted, but uh, again, it's having that you know, quick reset 
and uh, and go from there. This team sort of thrives on those situations, though, this season, though, no? Yeah, um, you know, I think we're confident that we can respond. Um, you know, we're going to obviously do some video and review and make our adjustments that are needed. But you know, we're you know, even though it wasn't what we wanted, we know we can respond, and we know it's going to be a long series. From the beginning, a lot of fans, especially Bruins fans, were saying the Bruins in four, the Bruins in five. There's no way this is going to go six games. I think most NHL fans thought the series would go six or seven games. That's what I said at the beginning. It wasn't going to be a quick series. It just wasn't. Both teams have good goaltending. Both teams tend to play a physical style. And with that type of style, you're going to have some close games and you're going to have some games that aren't so close. And this game just wasn't close. Too many mistakes, too many power play opportunities given up. And Jordan Bennington was not good. Several of the goals were his fault. If he'd have made those saves, you just don't know. Maybe things change up. Maybe the Blues get a different opportunity. Or he could have saved him and the Blues still lose. You just never know. But as a whole, the team needs to play better. Better defense, better goaltending, and not allowing this team just to skate around. And that's what I saw in this game. Moving into game four, I think we're going to see a different team. We've seen it in the first three rounds. If the Blues laid an egg and didn't play well in a game, the next game they came back and got back to the way they play, which is tough defense, good goaltending, and taking advantage of mistakes and scoring goals that way. I think we're going to see that in the fourth game, definitely, and hopefully in the fifth game to where the Blues can kind of take a demanding lead. I think it's going to be difficult if Boston takes a 3-2 to two lead, but I think things are looking good for the Blues. I still think the Blues are going to win this series. But I think it's going to go seven games, definitely. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.